Well, good morning. I bring you greetings from North Shore Baptist Church in Queens, New York. The brothers and sisters there send you their greetings in Christ. I am so encouraged to be here with you this morning. I have prayed for you. And I pray that God will do a work in you. And I pray that God will multiply this work here in many other churches like Cornerstone. Tomorrow I preach at a church called Chinese Evangel Mission Church of Queens. And I am so excited to encourage them that there is a church like them here in New Jersey. So maybe you have met a Muslim before. Maybe you haven't. It can be very scary the first time you think to try. Let me remind you of a verse from 1 Corinthians 15. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3, I delivered to you a first importance, or the most important. You want to read? I should get the Bible. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't tell you about this. This was my fault. I did not tell her that I'd be reading 1 Corinthians. It says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. So may we be encouraged that though this topic might be scary or concerning, we have the most important message to bring them. 
So this, this time together will we'll be um, spent in, in three different ways. The, the first thing that we will do... Do I use this? Uh, okay, the first thing we will discuss, how do you find Muslims near you? We are fortunate that we are just greatly encouraged about these bridges that God is using to reach Muslims. And so maybe you think this is back to the first bridge that I need to have faith to try to find Muslims. And I assure you that if you attempt, God will be faithful. My hope here is that these steps seem simple. Okay, so a, a few encouragements here. The first one is to go to Google. Okay, in the search bar, search halal stores near me. Now maybe this is strange to you. But halal is the type of food that Muslims are allowed to eat according to uh, tradition. And I bet here in your town that there is a store that says halal store or halal market. And if I'm right, that means Muslims are here. The second thing you can search is halal restaurants near me. And if you find, I promise you that means Muslims are here. One of my favorite things about where I live in Flushing, Queens, is that I can find Chinese halal food. The many Chinese restaurants know many Muslims will not eat pork. And they've created a, a smart business here. The third thing you can search is mosques near me. A mosque is a place of prayer for Muslims to go. Now, these three things are just the beginning. This is all in an attempt to find Muslims here. We will cover what do you do when you go to the store in just a little bit. The second category that you can do to try to find Muslims here, oh sorry, I go back. The second thing you can do is to look for things. 
。那你可以做的第二件事情呢，就是去寻找一些呃这些特这些东西。You can look in your city, in your town, in your neighborhood for women who have head coverings. 你可以在你的城市或者在你身边找一些戴头巾的女性。As you walk or drive, maybe you see stores with a star and a crescent symbol. 那你在走路或者开车的时候，也许会注意到路边有一些商店，他们会有星月的符号。Or maybe you see the stickers on a car with a star and a crescent. 或者你有的时候也可以看见在车尾会有星月的这个呃车贴。Again, these are just two ways that are very easy to know. Do Muslims live here? 那以上这两点呢，就是两个非常简单的啊，去看看你附近有没有穆斯林。And I'm seeing head nods. Maybe you you know that Muslims live here. 所以我看见底下有些人在点头，所以你们肯定是说有发现身边有穆斯林。So that is step one: is is how to find Muslims. 所以呢，这就是第一步，怎样去寻找身边的穆斯林。So we have stores that they go to. 我们有他们去的商店。Restaurants that they provide. 他们去的餐厅。Places of prayer. 他们祷告的地方。And then we see evidence on the street of where they are. 也可以在街边或者街角找到一些这种啊痕迹。That's the easy part. 这是简最简单的一部分。The second part is to Engage Muslims here. 那第二步呢，就是去参与。And I will say, this is impossible, just with your strength. 那我想说的是，这第二步呢，对于我们个人来说是不可能的。This is one of the most difficult things to do, apart from prayer and the Holy Spirit. 这一步呢，是最难的一部分，就除了在圣灵里面祷告之外，最难的一部分。It's easy to drive around. It's easy to look online. 呃，开车出去或者是在网上寻找，这都是很简单的。But to go somewhere and open your mouth and speak, it's hard. 但是如果真的要让你开口的话，这个是非常困难的。But let us remember that we have the most important message for them. 但是让我们记住，我们有非常重要的信息要跟他们分享。Now I said this is hard, but here's a few easy things. For you to do. 那我说这个是很困难的，但是呢，还是会有一些简单的部分。The first thing you can do is to say something. 那么，第一步呢是可以说一些啊东西，就任何事。It's crazy. I know it. 是有点疯狂，我知道。When you go to a restaurant or to a store, say hi. 那你去商店或者餐馆的时候，你可以跟他们打招呼，说 hi。And if you're feeling courageous or adventurous, say salam. That means peace. 那如果你更加有勇气一点，那你可以跟他们说 salam， 这个是啊平安的意思。The other thing you can tell a Muslim is welcome. 那你和穆斯林可以还可以说的是呃 welcome 欢迎。Now maybe this one seems strange. Why would I tell a Muslim welcome? 那这个可能对于你来说有点奇怪。我为什么要跟一个穆斯林说欢迎呢？ Many Muslims tell story after story after story of never being welcomed to America. 很多很多的穆斯林都有分享过，他们在来到美国之后，从来没有被人欢迎过。This was true before September 11th, 
But this remains true after September 11th, 2001. So to say welcome, welcome to America is often the first time your Muslim friend will hear it. So after you greet them and say hi and ask for their name and get to know them just a little bit, here are some things that you should do. Have a normal conversation. Ask for help. I know when I go to a Chinese store, I need help. But now I've gone to enough Chinese stores where I still need help. The same is true for halal stores. And Muslims will be glad to help you. And have a normal conversation. Ask for help makes it a normal day for them. The other thing to do is to try new food. So when you go to a uh, Islamic restaurant, ask, what should I have? My first night in New York City, I went to a Chinese restaurant. And the lady on the phone knew I was an American because of what I ordered. And she was eager to tell me the other things on their menu that I should try. This is the same principle. Ask for a recommendation. Ask for help. And since at this Chinese restaurant, now that I have tried the fish head, they know me. Maybe it's cheap entertainment. Uh, uh, the fourth thing that you should do at the restaurant or at the, the shop or wherever you meet a Muslim is to ask how you can pray for them. This is where it may feel difficult for you. But for a Muslim, this feels normal for them. Muslims are people who like to ask for prayer. I have never met one Muslim in my life who didn't tell me a way I could pray for them. But I have met thousands of Christians that have told me of ways I cannot pray for them. 
Maybe we have another problem here. Have a normal conversation. Ask for help. Try new food. Ask how you can pray for them. This is normal and this is a way to build the relationship with a Muslim. I think these things are things that any person, any Christian can do. This does mean that maybe you have to try to go to a new restaurant or to a new store. But I also mentioned going to a mosque. Now pastors know that I'm not encouraging them to go pray at the mosque. But if you go to a mosque to visit during a prayer service, I would encourage you to ask if you can observe in the back. And while they pray, you pray. 但是呢，我会鼓励大家，如果你在祷告的时间去到一个清真寺访问的话呢，你可以请问他们在他们祷告的时候，你可不可以坐在后面观察他们？The mosque is more intimidating. I agree. 呃，清真寺呢，或许是确实会有一让人有一点点不舒服的。But for a Muslim, the mosque is also more than a place of religion. 但是对于穆斯林来说，清真寺并不仅仅是一个。a mosque is a place for social connection. When I lived in North Carolina, my wife and I noticed that every year during Ramadan, the mosque had a big meal outside. And so my wife and I called the mosque and asked, can we eat together? And they said, you are welcome. With one condition. That you eat. I said, of course, why do you say that? And they said, we've had Christians come before and just watch us eat. And I said, no, we, we want to, to eat and to, to talk. And they said, great, come anytime. From these relationships of going to the mosque, um, going to the restaurants, going to the grocery stores is how you can begin engaging Muslims here. These things are just the, the beginning of the relationship. For us in North Carolina, the mosque relationships became 200 friendships. 对于我们来说，在清真寺里面
And those friendships have taken us to Arizona, to New York, to Lebanon, and to many places like this. At the height of the civil war in Syria, we were invited to visit family. The mission agency that we worked for overseas had to remove all of their people from Syria. It's through relationships like these that God gives us access to people here and to people there. So when we engage, we should expect a few things. Especially among a Muslim, the first thing to expect is to make a friend. And we should expect to have a spiritual conversation. And often, someone is not your friend until you have a spiritual conversation. I am beginning to study the Bible with an Afghan in Queens. With an African? Uh, Afghan, from Afghanistan. These are the steps that I took. I went to a restaurant and said salam. Now I know a little bit of his language. But only enough to get in trouble. And then, of course, we switched to English, which helped me. But now he is a friend that I see when he is not working. When he thinks of an American in an American home, he thinks of me and my family and our home. And he is very interested in studying the Bible and knowing who is Jesus. So the third step here is now to share. There are a couple things that we can do when we share. And again, this is where it gets hard and you need spiritual courage. And I must remind you of what Dr. Garrison shared earlier. Is that Christianity cannot be compelled or forced on somebody? It is a, it is a work of God. 
And so I like to share with a Muslim how God is working on me. The first thing I would encourage you to share with a Muslim in a normal conversation is what God is teaching you. What do you read in your Bible every day? What prayers are you offering to God every day? Where do you see God answering your prayers? What are you learning about God in your Bible reading or coming to church? This past week, I went to a, an Islamic restaurant. And I brought a Christian book to read. Dr. Garrison, this is maybe normal. My, uh, my friend, a uh, different friend, my friend who was supposed to meet me did not show up. Dr. Garrison来说，这可能很正常，就是我本来要和我一起见面的朋友呢，啊，他没有来。So I ate food and I read a Christian book.所以呢，我就自己吃了饭，并且自己在念书。And then I asked my waiter what he thought about what I read.然后我就问那个呃侍者说，觉得点的食物怎么样？And he said, "Well, what did you read?"呃，哦，我问那个侍者我读的书，读的书，然后他就问我，他说你读了些什么？ and so I told him uh, the chapter that I read was about the gospel, and I got to explain the gospel. And now we were talking, and this is something that we can do every day. The other thing uh, that you can share is something that uh, a friend of mine calls the gospel dialogue. Now this is just a tool. You can use this, you can memorize this if you like, but you do not have to. And there are resources uh, online like this that we can share. Uh, so the, the next slide has this. So this is just an outline for, for you to, to consider. So in the conversation when you are having with a Muslim is, is the time for you to ask another personal question. So after, do you have any kids? Do you like sports? You can ask, are you Muslim? Or you can ask, are you religious? Sometimes this is a different answer. One of the best questions you can then ask is this one. Do you know for sure that you will be forgiven? You may hear a long answer. You may hear a short answer. But generally, their answer is maybe, maybe not. I've been told by my Muslim friends when they speak of Muhammad. Uh, I've been told by my Muslim friends when they speak of Muhammad. 
They say the phrase, uh, peace be upon him, after they say his name. And for them, this is like a prayer because they don't know for certain that he is in heaven. So usually their answer to this question is no, I am not sure that my sins are forgiven. And then you have the opportunity to tell them that you know for sure that your sins are forgiven. And there are some ways that you can say this. You can say as a follower of Jesus, I can know for sure. You can also say as a follower of Isa. Isa is simply the name of Jesus from the Quran. This does not mean that you are following an Islamic prophet. This, uh, that, uh, it doesn't mean that you're following. But simply you're helping them understand who you follow. And then you can go on to tell them how you know for sure that your sins will be forgiven. You can tell them that God planned it. That from the very beginning, God made a way for man to be forgiven. You can tell them about the prophets in the Old Testament. You can tell them that, that the prophets talked about the need for a sacrifice. Now, I believe that there are uh, more uh, Turkish uh, Muslims here in this area. And so with them, you could use the word uh, korban or sacrifice. These are the same things, and you're just helping them to understand these words. But you can tell them that God planned it, and that the prophets continually told of a sacrifice that needed to be made and would be made. And then you can tell them about Isa or Jesus. You can tell them that Jesus made the once and for all final sacrifice. And you can tell them that we do not need another sacrifice. 
That on the cross, when Jesus died, he paid for all sins. So, that Jesus promises that our sins will be forgiven. And then you can tell them, that's how I know that I will be forgiven. Now you can say this in a lot more words, or maybe in fewer words. I would encourage you to say at least these things. That as a follower of Jesus, that you know for sure that your sins are forgiven. And that God planned it in the scriptures. The prophets told many times of this need and the coming Savior. And that Jesus fulfilled all the needs for our forgiveness. And so after you share this with your new Muslim friend, you can ask, have you heard this before? And maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Maybe this is one of the four million Algerian Berbers who've come to New Jersey. Sorry. <laughs> Um, maybe they have already studied the Bible with somebody else, like my friend in Queens. But he had only studied the Bible in English. You never know. Maybe they say, no, I have never heard this before. Either way, you can ask, what do you find most interesting? And from here you can have conversation after conversation more and more about the gospel of Jesus. So you can use this gospel dialogue. You can tell a Muslim what you've been reading in scripture. Whatever you tell a Muslim, be sure that before the end of the conversation, let them know that you will pray for them in the name of Jesus or Isa. Now, I understand it's easier said than done. And I have made many mistakes. You'll have to ask me if you want to hear those stories. And I assure you they're bad. But my encouragement to you is that you can do this in the power of Christ. And the best way to do this is together with one another. God has given us one another in the church. 
Not only so that we can be encouraged together when we gather, but that we can go and make disciples together. So, this workshop concludes with one instruction. And it is to make a plan with someone before you leave to go and try this. So maybe it's the person beside you. Maybe it's a family member at home. Or maybe it's someone that you will see at church tomorrow and you need to give them a phone call. And say, I have a restaurant recommendation we need to try. Or hey, there's a there's a place in town we should go visit. But I encourage you to go and find a Muslim here in your neighborhood. And go together with someone in the church. So why did Jesus command us to go out in, at least in groups of two? I think it's especially helpful for maybe a congregation like this. While someone is speaking, the other is praying. And so maybe the excuse that, that you have in your mind is, my English isn't as good. Or what if their English, the Muslim's English, is not as good? You never know the languages that God has given. And I would also like to make a special invitation to this church. In Queens, which I know is not next door, but it's not far. We know of at least three Uyghur restaurants where there are Chinese-speaking Muslims. And so if you want to use your native language to minister to Muslims, in addition to here, come to Queens anytime. Alright, let us pray. God, we thank you for bringing many Muslims into our communities. We understand this is a gift from you. And it is a matter that we are responsible for. I thank you for bringing your church here before Muslims here. And I pray that you will use the equipping of this church here in Cornerstone to make disciples among Muslims. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.